Hi, I'm Robert Kurtzman. I'm the special effects creator for Black Friday, and uh, you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 255. Tonight, we're talking about Santa's Slay, starring Bill Goldberg. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Joe, we have Steve, and we're going to say hello. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? Hello. hello. Merry Hi. Christmas time, everyone, or happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. We're excited. Mm-hmm. Christmas month, mm-hmm. all Christmas horror, all the time. Next week, we got Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, right? Garbage Day. And what mm-hmm. else we got in the docket? We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know not yet. A, <laughs> not 100%, depending on availability. I think we're looking at Christmas, Bloody Christmas, and, or possibly the mean one. It'll probably be Christmas, Bloody Christmas, because that's on Shutter. So, yeah. once I think theater only. And I have a uh, feeling it's yeah. going to be limited, like Terrifier was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, we'll, we'll keep you up to date. Yeah, pretty excited though. I love Christmas movies. I, it's like I watch a bunch of them already. I just I started my Christmas movie marathon for 2022. All my watcher Christmas movies, new ones, horror ones. So it's a good time. It's a, I love it. Yeah, it's the only month I can watch Christmas movies. Like I cannot watch a Christmas movie outside of December. It's like this weird thing. I just can't do it. Yeah, there's. I'm not a huge holiday fan. Like. Christmas Story is amazing, Home Alone, things like that. But like, it's got to be like a genre for me, you know, like a Die Hard or like a horror movie. Otherwise, like I'm like, ugh, I don't know. It's like all the cheer or something is, it's too much. All that happiness, blah. All you're, that, like, you're like, I'm the, the, you're I'm like the Grinch. Everything you're Scrooge and the Grinch. Oh my gosh, no. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm psyched though that we're doing Santa Slay. Uh, is this the first movie we do with a pro wrestler as the star? Uh, I think so. Mm. Oh, I I'm mean, pretty... Jericho was in. Yeah, he was Terrifier in Terrifier two, two for two seconds. But as so. a star, like <laughs> I think that's the first one. I, so. I like personally, I seek out pro wrestling movies uh, because they're often really bad, <laughs> and it makes me laugh. So I'm pretty psyched to do this one. Wait, it's... who played Victor Crowley in Hatchet Four? I think that might have been on Three Guys, but isn't it a wrestler? I no, can't... it's freaking what's his face that plays Jason and everything. Oh, Derek Mears? No, I think it was Kane Hodder. Oh, it's Kane Hodder. Yeah, I know he did in the first one, but I didn't know he 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 went all the way to part four. Yeah, he didn't make it. (laughs) Oh, well. No, so I'm excited. Santa Slay, finally getting to do it and uh, kick off this Christmas season. First time watch for me. Uh, You too, Joe, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, It's like my third time. Um, I only discovered it maybe a few years ago. Because it wasn't available like anywhere for a long time, the DVD was like ridiculously priced at the time, and uh, I'm fine. Tubi has it here in Canada. I don't think it's on in the US for some reason, but uh, it's a cheap rent, and the DVD is only like YouTube 15 bucks for free now. too. YouTube, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually watched half of it on my VR headset on big oh, screen. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. What, 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 cool. was, what was your uh, your background for that? Did you go in the woods? Did you go just in the, your regular like? Room? I just went into like a re- a regular the movie theater time. setting. <laughs> yeah, I should have did the drive-in theater setting. That would have been fun. That'd be fun. 
yeah, I, I watched a uh, part of Friday the 13th in the woods. It's just <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Uh, the big screen app, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Hey, it's, you it's get all the movie night people to get headsets and you can do movie night in VR. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, definitely. And uh, I got some VR news. I, I bought the X's video game, so I'm going to talk about it a little bit during what uh, my what watched. I'll give nice. a little mini review on nice. it. It was on sale during uh, Black Friday. I yep. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's it's exciting. It's um, yeah, it's, it's such a cool thing. The VR, I I fucking love it. You can even put YouTube on. Like I have a bowling game where you could put YouTube in the background, like on the screens, so you could bowl and like have your YouTube video going at the same time. It's a fantastic app. Uh, speaking of news, Joe, you want to yes. talk about some news this week? Yeah, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. This week's horror news, as the year is starting to die down, of course, you know, news kind of dies down with it until the new year comes. But we do have a few big stories this week. So let's start off with maybe the biggest news. Did you guys watch The Midnight Club by chance? Anyone? All right. Well, apparently not a lot of people did because Netflix has announced they have canceled the midnight club after one season it will not be returning for a second season which i'm sure disappoints some people because i heard like semi good things about it from people who did see it and i think i will eventually jump on and watch uh that first season but for fans of it i'm sorry it's not happening but for you mike flanagan fans don't be too sad as he has announced he will be leaving netflix now as he has officially signed a new deal with uh, a multi-year deal with Amazon Studios. So we will be getting a lot more of the quote-unquote Flaniverse coming soon. Uh, We get all these verse things now. You get the multiverse and the Flaniverse and the – what other verses do we have? Conjuring verse. And that's the new – the new hot word on the streets, apparently. Uh, so yeah, so we'll keep you up to date on all the new things for that. Switching to something pretty fun. Of course, we have Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out very soon. Well, the creator of the Winnie the Pooh horror movie has announced his newest title after Winnie the Pooh, Bambi the Reckoning. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be getting a Bambi-themed horror movie from the same team that is going to be bringing us Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which will be releasing in theaters February 15th, 2023. Also, he's announced another horror movie, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are going to be getting a Disney horror verse now. Here's our new verse. Peter Pan, Neverland Nightmare. So he is going to be tackling all of these Disney uh, themed horror movies. I don't know. I mean, this seems to be kind of the new thing. We got a Grinch horror movie coming out too. What do you Love what do you guys it. think about what do you guys think about this new theme of children's uh beloved children's classics becoming horror movies? Love it. Love it. Make them <laughs> bloody, make them weird. Blood and Honey is a cool title by itself. And I don't know about the Bambi one. That seems kind of like Carousel Hell. And I know Steve likes that. I despised it. But um yeah, was it Neverland? That's pretty freaky, like the source material by itself, you know, kids being taken and never growing up and the weird shit around that so yeah that's gonna be interesting yeah, if, have, if, if it's good yeah that's the thing right we haven't seen his work really yet and i hope these are good because if they go like the amityville route where we just have absolute shit with that sticks the name of these characters and uh, i don't know how it's gonna go but the poo trailer looks great so i'm, I'm down you know i'm down to see some more 
you know, Disney must be cringing now as they're losing their <laughs> copyrights on a bunch of their characters. Um, that's how old of a company they are. So I'm sure we'll see more and more of these as the year progresses. So I know Mickey is up for renewal not too, too far from now. So let's see what happens. Mickey, Mickey's yeah. Murder House, anybody? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Let's do it. Well, you would think, I mean, I feel like Winnie the Pooh is going to be decent at least, right? Because like the studio had to have somewhat liked what they saw concerning they're giving it an actual theater release you know because i wouldn't i wouldn't feel like they would distribute it into theaters unless they felt like they had something there so i guess we'll see i'm sure we're gonna end up covering it when it does finally finally release so stay tuned for that here's a quick little plot synopsis though for our bambi retelling uh or not exactly but uh, details on it so it is going to be an incredibly dark retelling of course of the original story finding inspiration from the design used in netflix's the ritual the ritual bambi will be a vicious killing machine that lurks in the wilderness so that could be really cool <laughs> yeah the ritual is amazing but the worst part of that movie is easily the creature design so <laughs> maybe not mimic it too too closely but bambi's got to say it's bambi bitch or the movie's a failure so I don't know. We'll see what happens with Blood and Honey. Maybe these both get canceled because that movie sucks. I don't know. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Next bit of news here is Terror Train 2 is coming, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who watched Tubi's Terror Train remake recently, which I don't think any of us have yet, um, apparently it was good enough for a part two. Um, it is going to be releasing this New Year's Eve, so stay tuned. Okay, well, let me stop you there. <laughs> Good enough for a sequel does not <laughs> compete with Tubi. <laughs> they don't give a fuck if it if it has like ten views. They're like, oh, let's make another seven of them. <laughs> you know, so. We should we should make one like a la host and get it on Tubi. That'd be so fucking yeah. <laughs> it's got to be better than Tickles a Clown. It has to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's right? not a, and that's on yeah, there. Not a lot of competition. So. I know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Rec sure. and Rec Tuma. <laughs> yeah, Rec Tuma was, was decent. <laughs> What? Yeah, oh, yeah, wait, never mind. I was thinking of that Kuso. Anyway. Oh fuck, no, 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 no. Rectuma took it, didn't take itself seriously. All right, and um, final bit of news tonight is A24 has announced they. Well, it's actually officially out now. A hereditary themed gingerbread house. You can get it, ladies and gentlemen, right in time for the Christmas season for you hereditary fans. Of course, it looks like the infamous treehouse from the end of the movie it comes with a full setup you get um the actual cast iron pans and everything to make charlie's treehouse for the low low price of 62 dollars um a little pricey but the cast iron pans you do get so um you know i can understand i guess the price because of that so for you big big time hereditary and horror fans make your christmas a little special build yourself charlie's treehouse with payment of course hanging out in there so enjoy and that's it for horror news this week awesome uh before we get into what watched let's go to our sponsor who had a, a really crazy weekend they had lynn griffin from uh, black christmas doing a signing at the at their store so i really hope that they i know they're starting to build new stores so hopefully they'll start like taking over starbucks and tim hortons and stuff because there's nothing better than a horror themed coffee shop and of course i'm talking about deadly grounds coffee Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. 
Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, well, watched. I'll go first because I have absolutely nothing. No books, no movies, no video games. It's uh, been busy and it sucks, but maybe I'll get around there. It's always busy around this time of the year, though, so we'll get back at it. What about you guys? Well, in order, uh, in honor of the Black Friday sale, I bought Exorcist the video game on VR, and I finally got to try it out this weekend. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's only five chapters, and each chapter, I would say, you get around seven to ten minutes of gameplay. So it's nothing overly long. Graphically, I I was a little disappointed with it. Um, for VR, uh, it's an older game though. I know that it's kind. Of, it's probably a few years old at this point. So I guess I shouldn't have been expecting too much out of it. But I will say, um, it's interesting. So it's kind of based off of Part Three, sort of off of the, uh, the Legion. So you're a Boston homicide detective and a priest is murdered and you have to investigate that and you go down a sort of rabbit hole of stuff from there there is some genuinely scary moments in this for sure like i was definitely scared a couple times playing it uh there's some great jump scares in there the first chapter especially is great because you are inside of a church and the priest is murdered and there's stat like you know Virgin Mary statues and stuff like that. And you, you know, the great thing about VR is the immersion because, you know, you'll have, you'll hear demon voices like whispering in your ear and stuff like that. So there's some pretty cool stuff. And you carry around a exorcism kit. So you throw holy water at things. You hold up a, uh, a crucifix at times and stuff like that. And yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. You know, it's not definitely not the best, but if you are, you know, an Exorcist fan, I, I think you'll dig it. And I got it on sale for, I think it was like $11.99. It's worth that price. I wouldn't say it's worth full price, though. So if you can get it on sale, I'd give it a shot. Yes, I still haven't played my copy. I've had it for like three years at this point. The real question, Joe, were the graphics better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that we went into in, uh, I forget what app it was. Oh God, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Those the shitty uh, Zuckerberg's uh, right metaverse, Facebook or metaverse. There. Yeah, that thing's terrible. I actually, someone recommended me VR Chat, which is very similar to that's like another sort of meta, quote unquote, metaverse thing, and it's so much better. <laughs> so I would recommend that if people want to explore worlds that people make. There's some pretty cool stuff in there. We should, uh, we should play Drunken Bar Fight. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Look it up. Like you literally. I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was on sale, but people were like, "Eh, it gets kind of repetitive." So I was like, oh, "I guess I'll pass." I got to throw the fights really good though for you, anyone that likes the box, and it's a fucking workout, man. Throw the like, fight is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that game. And then um, ping pong's ping pong's good in there too. If you ever having a want to feel that, like you play yourself, and it's like a cool like a cool little apartment and all that stuff. It's, VR is awesome, mm-hmm. man. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So my first one this week is a screener we got. It's for a movie that's releasing the day that this episode drops, and that's called The Leech, which will be on VOD. So in this movie, you have a priest, and he's shutting down the church. You know, it's the week before Christmas, and there's this guy, uh, like homeless guy who's sleeping in one of the pews, but the priest has to kick him out because he has to close the church down. So he's like, can you please get out of my church? It's like, sure. So he, he, he comes out of it and then he sees the homeless guy like sleeping on the steps outside in the cold. 
and he kind of goes up to him and he's like, you know, can I help you with something? Like, yeah, I just need to get a ride to like my girlfriend's house. He's like, she's like five minutes away. So he's like, you know what? I'll give you a ride. It's really not a problem. And he's like, oh, great. Well, it's actually 30 minutes away, but you know, it's close enough. He's like, all right, I guess I'll do it. So he goes there. Girlfriend's not there. And he's like, it's okay. I'll just go sleep like in a park or something. He's like, no, no. You could stay over one night at my house until the whole thing with your girlfriend settles. And then the guy essentially just never leaves. Eventually, he invites his girlfriend over. And because he's a priest, he feels like obligated to bring her in as well because he know he he knows that she's pregnant because she went to confession uh, but he's not allowed to tell the guy that he just knows that she's pregnant and so he also lets her in and then they start basically leeching off him which is why it's called the leech and it's about the priest kind of going into this dark depression because he doesn't know how to handle them they're really bad house guests they play the music super loud at one point, he catches the guy, catches the guy jacking off at the window, and just a bunch of weird stuff. And then they get him like drunk and stuff. And anyway, it's a whole fucking crazy story as the priest starts getting really, really fucked up in the head, and then stuff happens. I think this is quite an experience of a movie. It's it's all takes place basically within the house, or at least mostly, and it just shows how these people are really grating on the priest. But because he's a priest, he feels the obligation that he has to keep them. And that's like his his thing. But at the same time, he also has a deal with them that he'll only keep them if they basically convert to his religion. So, you know, there's like kind of moral stuff that they talk about, like abortion and, uh, you know, drugs and sex and taking care of a baby before marriage, all, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of like religious debates having between the couple and the priest and then it gets pretty dark by the end of it you know things go really wrong and uh it gets pretty crazy uh my problem with the movie is that a it does drag a little bit at times because it is all pretty much one location it's all in the house and i didn't like any of the characters you know you don't know who to root for the priest is kind of an asshole the couple kind of assholes so you're like who am i supposed to root for if everyone's insufferable uh, their point of views are just ugh, not in line with me at all. So that was maybe another problem with it. But it's a decent movie. Uh, something I'd say, like, check out if you see it, like, on a streaming service. And, uh, you know, maybe good for a one-time watch. Not, nothing more than that. So that's The Leech, which comes out on VOD on Friday. All righty. Alrighty, well, my last one tonight is a 2022 release that just released m- recently over on Shudder, and that is called A Wounded Fawn. First of all, this one caught my attention right away because I felt like the title was super <laughs> interesting, so I was already on board with that. This one is about a uh, a young woman who meets a gentleman at a, uh, I think they both work for a museum, or so she thinks that they both work from like the uh, museums and they go on a trip out uh, into the woods for the weekend at his cabin. And surprise, surprise, this man is a serial killer. And, um, you know, I'll leave it at that because, you know, probably the less, you know, maybe the better on this one. Yeah. This one's really interesting. Uh, man, it's, it's a weird movie. I will say that. I was ready to absolutely love this movie. Uh, it started so, so well. The tension is amazing. It's shot on actual 16 millimeter film, so it looks really beautiful. And it has like this really 70s looking vibe to it, aesthetic. And I was like all completely on board with this. And the first hour is amazing. And I was like, shit. I was like, this is going to be top 10 easily. 
And then the last half hour happens and we go down this, you know, really bizarre rabbit hole of I pretentiousness, I guess would be the right word. You know, it, it turns into a complete student art film type thing. It gets really fucking bizarre, steeped in a lot of Greek mythology and metaphors. And I just couldn't stay on the ride for that last half hour. Now, I still think it was like a, a decent enough movie and I, I wasn't upset that I watched it. I was just a little just sort of frustrated because I was like, man, it was heading in such a good direction. And they just kind of it just kind of goes off the rails. I would still recommend it, though, to certain people especially people that are into like our really weird art, art house style horror movies like that. But other people I feel like are going to be really let down and frustrated uh, with the end of it. Well, I like it. No. I doubt it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I also watched it today and I agree with everything Joe said. Uh, it, it was so good for that first like act because they, they put in two acts for some reason, like chapter one, chapter two, chapter one, fucking amazing chapter two. What the fuck is going on? It was just weird imagery and colors. And I don't even know how to describe it. It was yeah, pretentiousness essentially. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, the first half was great, but I don't think the second half justifies watching it for most people. I think maybe some people will like it. It's a very niche market for this movie. But it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, the director did a movie you watched. Actually, I think you watched all of maybe both of his movies, Steve. Um, I know me and I think all three of us watched uh, Girl on the Third Floor, which mm -hmm. was on Netflix it's a few C years C ago. Punk, another wrestling Same punk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, then <laughs> and he, and Jacob's he also, wife and Jacob's uh, wife, yeah, which, which I didn't see. Probably my favorite of the three, if I had to pick favorite one. Three. Okay, yeah, that that one stars Barbara Crampton, uh, and CM Punk is also now. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I will say this movie was fantastically acted. I felt like everybody was really good, especially the lead actor. I thought he was really, really good, really strong in this. And we had a Malin Barr who we interviewed recently on the show for Honeydew. She is a pretty big role in this movie as well. So I like that was a cool to see a familiar face. But uh, it's weird, man, because like I, I did give it three and a half out of five on Letterboxd, which is decently high you know and i'd give it like a seven out of ten because just because for uniqueness alone like you know it is different and unique and it's not something that you see a lot so you know i give it props for that but yeah i mean it, it was on its way to like a nine out of ten so it's it's definitely frustrating that's too bad man it sounds like a mm -hmm. kind of like a high tension uh it's fucking amazing and the twist happens but with this <laughs> one it's a little bit I, i'm I'm curious though, because I really want to see <laughs> how they can shit the bed, and pretentious can yeah. go a bunch of different ways too. So I'm wondering. Yeah, the, the first half is like a supernatural fresh. Hmm. Fresh, you know? yeah, okay. very like I fresh, love fresh. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like Joe said, this was going in the direction of a top ten, and then mm -hmm. cha you know, chapter two hits and poof, just complete fucking thump from there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah i mean i'd say if you're like if you were like a if you studied greek mythology like in college or high school or something i mean you might like this a lot i didn't so like i think a lot of it was lost on me but uh you know if you're like if you're like a fucking massive like fan of stuff like that i mean you might love it maybe all right my last one this week is another christmas film this one i watched over on tubi it's a 2022 release and it's called the killing tree super fucking basic plot on this one uh think chucky 
in the fact that a serial killer is killed and then instead of being put into a doll he's put into a christmas tree and the rest of the movie is the christmas tree going on a killing rampage and murdering everyone in its path in a bunch of really cool and unique ways he like you know uses the branches he uh, hangs people with the garland on the tree he like, throws the christmas balls at him just all sorts of fucking goofiness it's uh it's one of those movies that you either go in knowing what you're getting into or you fucking gonna hate it it's like killer sofa but with a christmas tree or any of the movies where an inanimate object is killing some people it's very low budget but it does have okay cgi and stuff like that there's a little bit of effort put into it Uh, the characters are actually pretty good so it's not like they're insufferable and the human characters you hate and you just want it waiting for the tree i think they're actually pretty good my biggest complaint is I wish it was a bit gorier. It seems like they were going for like a low R or a PG-13, even though the kills are really cool. I wish they went just more gore with it. But the kills are unique enough that it was entertaining. And when the tree comes into play, I always had fun. It's just one of those movies uh, like that. So that's The Killing Tree 2022 over on Tubi. Now, was the tree a man in a suit or is it a tree that they... Went underneath the camera, started walking with him, and no, it, it, uh, for most of it, it was a man in a suit because you could see his feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it's actually super well done, and sometimes it's CGI. So when a tree gets really big or he like stretches out his limbs like really far and stuff, and you see it from far, it's kind of CGI. Sometimes it might even be stop animation. Is is kind of tough to tell because it was a little blurry. But yeah, I, I think if you're going into just having fun, a nice Christmas killer movie, uh, Killing Trees. One of the better ones. I watched a few, and it's the only one I'm going to talk about because the rest were absolute shit. I watched Nutcracker Massacre. I watched Amityville Christmas Party. Terrible, all of it. All right, Amityville Christmas Vacation and uh, Nutcracker Massacre. Those were terrible, but Chris Killing Tree, I enjoyed it. Yeesh. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, trivia as follows. The, follow, uh, the final quarter of the year, quarter four, I am in the lead with 11, Joe behind me with eight, Steve behind him with seven. So it is a tight race for the end of the year here. Overall, though, first place was 64. Joe behind me was 56. Steve behind him with 49. It's doable. It's still doable, man. Let's get together. Let's shake the brain fog of being sick for two months. <laughs> Y'all ready for those questions? Who would like, who would like to go first? I'll go first right. um, since I picked the movie tonight. So all of my questions this week are pro wrestling or movie related. So All right, let's do it. Uh, if you know your horror pro wrestling uh, trivia. I'm a little weak on there, Steve. I'm a little weak. In <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one. Who directed See oh, No God. Evil 2 starring Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane? Uh, Kane. Wrong. <laughs> Can't wait. I believe it was the Soska sisters. That is correct. Was the it Soska, really? The Soska oh. sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only did the, the sequel, not the, not the original. Interesting. <laughs> I remember enjoying the first one. Never saw the second one, though. I Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of them, like, in their entirety. <laughs> All right. In All Ghostbusters... Right. Oh, we ready? Yes. Okay. In Ghostbusters, what instrument does Dana Barrett play in the orchestra? Clarinet. Incorrect. She plays the, the cello. Correct. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, baby. He's on fire, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, what is the name on the side of the truck 
that runs into the hitchhiker. Black Maria. That is correct. Yeah, boy. Can't wait for that game, man, honestly. Even though it's probably going to suck like all the other ones that are the same formula, but I'm still pumped. Uh, Okay, so other than Terrifier 2, and there's two possible answers, I only need one of them, which movie does wrestler Chris Jericho appear in? Horror, Horror movie. Shoot. Hmm. Um, I want to say I should know this. I met Chris Jericho at a horror con, actually. <laughs> He's a huge fan. Did you get yeah. a signature or you just say hello? I got a signature, but it was for a friend. But uh, I, I met him. I was wearing my dead, my uh, a dead alive shirt, and he was nice. like, so we talked about that. <laughs> hey, bro. Is, I don't know if that's how he talks. He had a pretty <laughs> long line. I bet those wrestlers like make a killing, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho, not Damien Maffei, or uh, not, yeah, not, <laughs> not terrified too. No clue. You want to venture a guess, uh, Joe? Can I phone a friend? I'll give you guys a hint. Yeah. It's one of the sequels of a very popular TV movie series. <laughs> TV movie series. Very popular. popular. And it's one of the sequels. Shoot. Halloween Town Two. <laughs> wrong joke I, I, I got nothing hold on man this is pissing me off <laughs> joe let's work together on this one okay how, uh, many, t- how many tv series movies do you know that are I, really popular i don't know of any of them i can't think of any yeah it's weird i i'm drawing a popular blank on that. but they're movies, they're movies. T- oh sharknado yeah which one? Oh, oh. Two. no two through five <laughs> <laughs> how many are there uh, I think there's no, there's like seven or... of them. There's a lot. Seven? It's, wow. it's a badge of honor that I will never watch one of those movies. Uh, I have the series on. I, oh I try. I, I, I watch like two, and then I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> so you know that you know it's bad when. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch it then. Oh my god. <laughs> so all right, no, the no answer point. was Sharknado three. <laughs> I should have known. Should have known. <laughs> and then the other answer was Albino Farm. <laughs> I, I didn't expect you guys to know that one. Oh my god. Albino farm. I don't even know. I don't know what that's about. All right. Let's see here. Oh, these are my all of mine from Kayla tonight. So thank you again, Kayla. Oh, cool. What year was the remake of Prom Night released? 2011. Ooh. 2011 is on the board. Incorrect, though. It's pretty long ago, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to say 2006. Both of you are incorrect. One more guess each. Are we close? Are we even in the ballpark? I mean, you're in the 2000s, yeah. Okay. Let's go... Let's say it's from 2001 to 2015. What's in there? All right. I think Sam's a big fan of this one, I think. Let's go 2008. That is correct. 2008. Right. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, don't think I've ever seen that one. Remake, at least. Right, I'm not sure. I had them all on the list for a while, and I was watching them. I don't know if I got to the remake though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of the. There's what, like four of them? Uh, I think that's a ballpark. Is it number two, like Mary Lou or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. According to Tiffany, in Bride of Chucky, oh. what is Boing. Chucky's favorite food? Um, Christ. hamburgers. And she's making. She makes it for him. Oh. At one point in the oh. movie. Shit. Okay. What'd you say? I said hamburgers. Hamburgers, incorrect. Incorrect. Is it a main dish or are we talking sides here? 
Um, I would call it a side dish. Side dish. Okay, let's Steve take a so, guess. Sort of. But it, could also, it, could, it could also be considered a, a main dish. Okay, well. so that's is not it, Is it something like like um, <laughs> chili? No, incorrect. Ooh, okay, is it macaroni but it can and be, cheese? It, it, it can be cooked in a pot. Macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Good. Incorrect. Stew? Damn it. Incorrect. That's, that's like the same thing. All right. <laughs> So it's not chili. I'll give you guys, it's not give you guys one more guess. Not mac and cheese, and it's in a pot. Mashed potatoes. Incorrect. Son of a bitch, Chuck. And we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, soup. Incor- incorrect. The Fuck. correct answer is Swedish meatballs. Swedish. Oh, okay. I would have took meat. I would have took meatballs as well. Well, I mean, said hamburger. So I mean, that's <laughs> close. <laughs> the meat. The meat family. I don't remember that at all. No. Yeah, it's right Does when. Right when she no, it's right when she resummons him. She's like holding him, uh, like like a baby, and she's like, "Look, Chucky, I made you Swedish meatballs, your favorite." <laughs> All right, name the only horror movie that features Triple H. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, fucking motherfucker. Nothing. I I doubt I've seen it. Have we seen uh, it? Do you think uh, me and Todd? Have seen I, it? I would think uh, Todd. I would say almost for sure. You, Joe, okay. I'm not not a hundred percent sure. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm gonna guess it's a zombie movie then, maybe. No, is no. it laid to rest? No, um, I've seen I that like one. The, those, I like the first one, second one's poopy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, um, let's go with Sharknado 4. <laughs> no, okay, I'll give you guys one hint it's yeah. part, it's part three. Of a okay. series of a series that's coming back to theaters, uh, like re- being rebooted in the next two years. Oh. Okay, back to theaters part three. So yeah, it's part oh. three of the original series, uh, and it's being re- the whole series is being rebooted in the next two years. Interesting. Um, and there is a lot of hype for it. <laughs> oh. Really? Mm-hmm. What genre are we looking at? Horror. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what subgenre of horror? Subgenre. I can't. I can't say it's. it's yeah, it can. Too, uh, it'd be too easy. <sighs> Will it though? Because we suck. No, uh, it would be. <laughs> Man, what's getting back out in the theaters? Um, Paranormal Activity Three. Okay, I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. I'll, I will give you a. It's a good guess. It's, it's That's not. A good guess. It's a vampire series. Oh. Underworld. Wrong. Three. Blade. Joe, you want? That's right. It's Blade Three. Oh, he is in yeah. Blade 3. He's a henchman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's one of the henchmen. Dang it. The worst fucking one. Yeah. So par- Oh, my God. That movie sucks. Yeah. He wears like an the- ugly blue jumpsuit. <laughs> Jeez. I read that the, uh, the director just left or something. No, they just got Blade. a new one. Blade. Yeah. Yeah. That's never a good sign, though. <laughs> right. no, it's, being, it's being rewritten and everything. Yeah, but oh. the, actually, well, the original director left uh, uh, it too, and then right. you know it turned, turned out pretty well. Yeah, so, the original right. Pennywise, too. right? The original Pennywise, yeah, it was supposed yeah, to be that Will kid. Coulter. Yeah, he would have been good from uh, Where the Millers. Right, <laughs> he's getting paid. super Jack now. He's in Guardians the, uh, of the Galaxy. The original director was supposed to be the guy who did um, True Detective season one, right? Which mm, the best really one, good. <laughs> the yeah. awesome. mm-hmm. All right. In audition from 1999, Ooh, boy. Asami states that a hip injury ended her career as what? So what was she? Ta- that a tattoo artist? Tattoo Baller- artist. Ballerina? Ballerina. I will accept. The answer is dancer. Mm. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I know. Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck the kind of tattoo artist is that? <laughs> uh, it ended my tattoo career when I got a hip injury. 
Yeah. Back injury, but, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Wrist, maybe, but hip, I think you're fine. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fucking tattoo artist. <laughs> you, are, you are, you are, you are sitting for a long time, so maybe yeah. that would affect you. Uh, all right, we ready for the mod? The last one of the night. Yep. All right. In the exorcism of Emily Rose, Ooh. what are the what are the charges against Father Moore? Kidnapping. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, it's more than one charge. I, I know in real life it was attempted murder. And also um, negligence because they weren't feeding her. Occur- yeah, that's so. Occur- I, I, this is one of Kayla's questions, and she has negligent homicide. So, negligence. And attempted murder. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, four, two. Yeah, that's the, at least the real story behind it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Emily Rose in long. I just got the Blu ray like recently. It's one I want to revisit. So, it's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's good and also kind of long because there's a lot of trial stuff. Yeah, the courtroom oh. drama stuff. Yeah. yeah, but when the exorcism stuff happens, it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That's Jennifer Carpenter, right? Yep. Yes. yes. All right, does that conclude tonight? Indeed. Ooh, Joe with the big numbers tonight. Four, Steve Ooh. two, myself one. Oh, my word. That's a two-place or two-way tie for 12 points apiece between Joe and I. Steve right there in nine. It's any man's game still. Overall, myself. Oh, you're closing the freaking gap, dude. Myself, 65. Yeah. Joe, 60. Steve, 51. I'm going to have to fucking dig deep. It's only like three weeks left, three, right? Three weeks left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to close out with a, I'm going to have to ice a kicker on this one. <laughs> All right. Santa Slay. Yes. 2005. Looks like a 1998 one. So yeah, there's not a lot of story to this, this one, honestly. Uh, the opening starts off with like a star-studded cast, right? We got James Caan. Uh, we got Corky Romano. We got Fran Drescher in there. They're all at Christmas dinner. They're bickering. Uh, they're openly like cheating on each other in front of one another. Like we got people putting hands on thighs. We got people saying you're ungrateful. Blah blah blah. Bill Goldberg jumps in. Killer Santa lights Fran Drescher's fucking face on fire. He starts. Uh, he he nails um, James Con. Who James Con? Man, he's a freaking legendary actor. But I think we talked about it earlier. A paycheck movie, right? Definitely. I mean, he just murders the star-studded cast in the beginning. So very strong opening. Uh, then we were introduced to a young man. He's about, I don't know, maybe 18 or so in that in that uh, little 16. age. 16. Okay. Yeah. He's a young man, age 16. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. And he's working at a deli. It's Christmas Eve. He doesn't really like Christmas, though. And we'll figure out why. Fast forward and we go to his grandpa's house, who's like the town weirdo where he's making weird inventions. Um, he doesn't trust people on Christmas and all that shit. He doesn't trust the holiday. Meanwhile, Goldberg just randomly has these random scenes where he's just going around hunting anybody down. He has a big, I don't even know what, it, what it, the animal is. It's like a reindeer on crack or something. It's like a buffalo. <laughs> a buffalo, yeah. That's what I <laughs> yeah, <thought>. the buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. But uh, he has like literal, literal random scenes where there's no plot. It'll just cut to him. Uh, wrecking havoc he goes into a strip club which is a freaking amazing strip club because all the girls have weird ass names like tess tickler who's my personal favorite you have the town like father the the pastor or whatever he's like preaching and then he goes to the strip club and he starts uh doing that thing so i'll leave it at that man it's honestly following this kid around as he's trying to navigate his romantic relationship with his girl that he clearly is kind of into but not at the same time and she's making all the moves and you have crazy grandpa where he's like the crazy dude and he has like a bunker in his house and he's making these wacky inventions just like Gremlins guy. And then Goldberg just going around and killing whatever and whoever he sees. And that's the plot once we get to spoiler territory. First time watch for me. And this one really felt like 
like a late nine. This felt like this time period, right? It was like terrible score. It had a freaking wrestler Goldberg in it, which he's he's amazing in it. But overall, I enjoyed it. Not something that I would watch again for a while because there was quite a bit of issues with it. But overall, it was a solid first time watch for me. Uh, yeah, first time watch for me as well. And yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be goofy for sure. And I just hoped it was going to be an enjoyable ride. Like I had hoped Sharks of the Corn was going to be earlier this year, which was not an enjoyable ride. But this one was thankfully an enjoyable ride. You know, the movie is so stupid, but it just in all the in all the right ways, like, you know, it's exactly what you want out of a movie like this when you you know, hear about Santa basically going on a, a killing rampage. You know, it's along the lines of a Jack Frost style type movie. So if you're into something like that, then I think you'll definitely be on board for this movie. Every time Goldberg is on screen, it's A plus stuff. It's when he's not on screen is where the issues lie. Um, definitely with this movie. But I mean, the inch, man, the intro is just so great in this movie i love it and i know we're gonna probably get more into it later but yeah initial reaction i idled a blast with it yeah so obviously i picked it so you know i did have fun this read before we watched it it's probably my like my third watch i'd say uh i discovered it maybe like only six years ago so and it's just something that stuck with me it's not something i watch every year but every once in a while i like to revisit it because it is goofy it's like goofy fun you know there's not you, you can't take it too seriously like Joe said, I mean, when Goldberg is on screen, it's so much fucking fun. Just the, the one-liners and the kills and the goofy, just just stupid goofiness. Like he goes to the strip club and he murders all the bouncers. And then he goes after the patrons. And then he's about to use the stripper pole as a weapon, but he knows better. So he cleans the stripper pole first because he knows it's dirty. <laughs> and then uses it as a weapon and then even just kills all the strippers, you know, by fires absolutely nonsense uh his buffalo like ate the doorman <laughs> that you find out it's just like little scenes like that although it is really weirdly structured like you said joe it's gonna be like the main story which they're kind of ex it's just these two kids a grandpa that are kind of explaining the lore behind santa and then it just cuts out of nowhere to goldberg fucking shit up then it goes back to them talking about the Laura Santa, then back to Goldberg, just fucking shit up. And it's just like constant back and forth until the two stories converge and Goldberg starts attacking them. I did like the relationship between the two young guy, uh, the young guy and the young girl. I think Emily DeRaven is fucking hot as hell. Just putting it out there. Uh, most people would know her from Lost and the um, Hills Have Eyes remake. Uh, great actress. And yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't be into her. It's just crazy. She even goes out of her way to buy him transformer you know in the shape of a gun because that's what he had apparently wanted this whole time but when it was actually an easy bake oven actually maybe he's maybe he's gay now that i think of it that was uh like I, I was actually getting those vibes a little bit because he like had zero game and like zero awareness of her or, or, or interest yeah it's like yeah and she's smoking hot and it's like the only girl in town basically <laughs> right to this movie so yeah so that might be that might could something they could have touched on but didn't really so i don't really know they never confirmed that or anything actually hold on steve that's a good theory because at the end he says you kiss like a guy yeah, <laughs> she's like, you hit like a girl well you kiss like a guy I'm yeah like, wait a minute <laughs> right 
Yeah, and I also like, so Goldberg, obviously Jewish, uh, very, very much Jewish if you listen to his interviews. And I love how they reference that he's a Jewish Santa like a bunch of times. You know, he goes to the deli and you see Hasidic Jews and stuff like that. And uh, they even put them in. The Amish you know, people. They, yeah, they, they say they're Amish, you know, <laughs> there's obviously Hasidic Jews. Yeah, I just like the little nods to that. I love that he like spears someone through a fucking uh, displaying case, just little moments like that. And that's what kind of the movie is all about is just him. You know, having crazy kills and fucking shit up while the others try to essentially run away from him for most of the movie until curling comes into play. That's a whole other weird thing in this movie. Before it's right? time, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. I thought that that's why Steve loves this movie so much. It's got the national, you know, sport of Canada in it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, so I was a little bit confused. So, Santa was good and then evil. He was and forced then... to be good because he's oh, okay. the son of Satan. Ah, uh, that's right. And he he had to he was <laughs> forced to be good for a thousand years, and a thousand years like contract. Why, do... <laughs> Why are people so... always doing this shit? Like for a thousand, <laughs> just say fucking a million trillion years. Like I hate when like a thousand years are up, and now like the demons back, and they it's so dumb though. Like the angel being his grandpa, I fucking hated that. Yeah, that was that ending dumb. was just terrible. It was really dumb. Say a, f- a few notes. I took. Okay, so we gotta talk about that opening scene. Uh, like I said, how the fuck did they get all that star power in the opening scene? Uh, someone owed some money. You know, like they did the real world, and you know, there's some money owed somewhere. So like, okay, you got to be in this movie and get killed in the first like three minutes. Uh, I mean, I guess the other one was all the other ones weren't as surprising. I don't think Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan. And there was someone else in there. I don't remember her name. Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca Gayhart. I don't think they've been doing a lot of movies since, you know, in 2005. But James Caan was like, wow, they they even got James Caan in this. That's that's impressive. And he fucks them up. Like, he fucks them all up, like, really, really. And that's a great way to start a movie. That's how you want to start an indie movie. Just, you know, get some crazy kills and establish just how much of a badass uh, Goldberg Santa is. Yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe like James Kahn was like friends with somebody, like a producer or something, and he just did it as like a favor or something like that. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, the dude's like a legend and to see him in a movie like this is, was definitely like jarring. Because <laughs> I, you know, first time watch, so I put it on, I'm like, what the fuck? James Kahn is in this movie? And I mean, he's dead within five minutes. And it's just like, what a table. You fucking Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan. It's like the most random ass fucking stuff ever. But it's it just makes, honestly, like, it's the highlight of the movie, I think, for sure. I mean, just seeing all these A and B and, I guess, C list actors uh, all being murdered by Goldberg at the beginning. It's just it's just awesome. And it sets the tone for the entire movie. And most of the, and the kills were were mostly great in this movie and the humor for mostly hits i mean there's some really 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 uh you know elementary level elementary level yeah like cap captain cock yeah. is the name of the uh the police officer like in there Bush, so but i prefer cock so. yeah <laughs> yeah there's so there's stuff like that too or just kind of you roll your eye and you're like okay i you know but there, there's some there's some decent laughs in here too there's some great one-liners there's a lot of subtle comedy too like uh in the opening scene james Kong gets his hands pinned and when you look at him briefly he's trying to get it he has his mouth around the knife trying to pull it out and then in the background of the police station you see a cop he has a metal detector on a, a christmas um stocking 
I thought that was freaking randomly funny. The preacher, he gets mad. He the collection plate the collection plate is going around, and he's like, "There's too many coins. Uh, you got to give the the needy need bills." I, I thought that was pretty funny. The kids that opening the present, they're little assholes, and their heads blow up. That was pretty cool. So there's like a lot of like random little shit in here. It kind of felt like a South Park movie, honestly, especially at the end where you had the dude uh, talking with the voice box thing like uh, Ned from South Park before grandpa or whoever, whoever it was comes out with a freaking rocket launcher. Yeah, He's also promoting cigarettes. Like all his clothes are promotions for a cigarette. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's llama cigarettes. It's supposed to be like yeah, Joe right? Camel. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, the rocket launcher. Um, it only costs me uh, my lung or whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> There's also like ran, let alone like all the random stuff for Goldberg, which a lot of it just comes out of nowhere. But you got Tom Lister, aka Debo from Friday, that's in there just to say that we had Debo. Like it doesn't, he goes in there, do you have any gum? And then he's like, here's a nicotine gum. Why are you here? Because there's too much violence in the hood. And then he just leaves. And that's the last time we ever see him again. I thought they'd be like, oh, Debo, he's a big guy, whatever. He'll fight Goldberg at one point. No, that was it. He was in there for a, another, like a three minute scene. Missed opportunity. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a great, that's actually like a really good point because there's not like, uh, there should have been like an imposing force to fight against Santa at one point. Like that would have been great. Like even if like an angel came down and it was played by someone like ridiculous, like Hulk Hogan or something like that, or Debo, (laughs) yeah. And like we got like a good fight. But man, like that, man, that's what really kills this movie like for being even better is the ending is so fucking like lackluster and just, it just ends like I like he just get like his sleigh gets like blown up by the rocket and there's not like a there's like no like third act where like there's like a bit like a big fight scene or anything like that like just like it just kind of happens and ends and it's just kind of like oh like uh, you know I, I wanted more out of it I mean maybe they, they probably ran out of budget I'm assuming so they really couldn't afford anything else but I just wanted something more out of that third act yeah, yeah it needed closure right yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's the whole movie leads up is you're waiting for these characters to merge, right? Because it's always Goldberg doing his thing and then the kids doing their thing. But when it merges, that's when the movie kind of falls. So that's not what you want. You want that to be kind of the the peak of the movie is when they merge and it gets really crazy. But you're right, it was so stupid with everything with the grandfather and the curling and the, the Zamboni. Like I, I wish they'd use the Zamboni better, you know, <laughs> should have mowed some more people down or something. Yeah, there was a lot you know kind of left on the table there yeah i mentioned it in my opening but i hated the soundtrack for this one i just i it was the weakest part easily it was like generic like top 10 rock and roll yeah (laughs) christmas music it's so loud and it yes (laughs) like they played so loud it like drowns out the scene when the music comes on yeah did did grandma i forget did the opening character in the deli that was complaining about senior discount, did she get killed by Santa? Yeah, he yeah. followed her car. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right, that's a, right. He's, he's like, like get move, away, bitch. Move, move so... bitch, get out the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then her fucking car just cracked, that's like, right. goes flying off an of embankment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love, too, when he goes in the strip club and he goes, ho, 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 and mm. a, a, a topless woman's walking by. It's just, like, so much stupid shit like that in this movie. Oh, yeah. The one, the one-liners are. I, I forget what else. Some of, some of the other ones, but oof, he says some 
some pretty, like I said, Steve said, low, low hanging fruit. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think there's one where I think there's like a Christmas Carol book or something like that. And he says something about the Dickens or something like that. Like I'm scared the Dickens out of you or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff you're getting out of this movie, yes. but it's a, it's a, it's a fun ride. Like, you know, like, like I said, I think this is like a great double feature with Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, I think football team too, called the golden showers. <laughs> Hell's Township is where they live. It's like all this weird shit. Yeah, well, that uh, kind of makes sense, right? They're, they're in Pennsylvania, and you yeah. know, it's about the where Satan's, you know, uh, children essentially made the deal. So they called the town Hell. So it's, right. it kind of makes, and there that is a real town, right? It's really, I didn't even know that. Yeah, huh. yeah they, they they love to sell those uh, shot glasses with, the, you know, <laughs> that say Hell on it. I've been in like Hell that. or whatever. Yeah, right. And then, uh, yeah, Goldberg just goes to the airport and takes off and yeah. that's the end of goldberg yeah that, that was a weird scene too right he's just like yeah. in a biker's uniform and he just he's just at the airport just taking a plane yeah. like any other schmuck to the north pole yeah he's going yeah. back home he's apparently going home. yeah he's going to like, I, Win- I, winnipeg first but like <laughs> why why is he why is he leaving because i mean his buffalo gets blown out by the rocket but he like he wasn't why? defeated ever <laughs> no no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so why is he leaving? Like, I guess because Christmas is over, right? So he can only come once a year. So I guess you were, they were setting up for a sequel that never happened. Like, but hey, let's bring it. Let's get, you know, let's happen. 20 years later or whatever. Let's get a Santa sleigh too. Goldberg still looks great. Yeah. Still kicking ass. Let's get him in there. <laughs> I'd be down for it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I love how they played on some of the Christmas movie tropes in the movie. Uh, like the first scene kind of mimics, you know, r- kind of comedy Christmas films, you know, how the way the family gets together and all that stuff. And then you had kind of the Rudolph claymation to explain the backstory as to the deal, what happened between, um, you know, S- S- Satan's kid, Santa and the angel. And then I love that they're kind of counting down midnight where he can't do anything after midnight. He's like, fucking idiots. We're in the North Pole. It's like, where all the uh, time zones converge. So I love that he just kind of, knocking out some of those you know stereotypes that we've seen in movies before was 2005 pete goldberg time steve oh that's the past, past no, no. Pete goldberg oh, yeah, time? yeah he right. he like fizzled out in the 2000 probably 90s okay. was like his that's when he was in wcw and stuff so yeah mm-hmm. no this is him looking for work <laughs> for work <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, he did great. I mean, his he his look was he'd look like Santa, and yeah, it really worked. Even like, cause you, you always think Santa'd be a fat guy, but just a, a jacked Santa it worked for him. Like he looked really, really great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, around the same time, he probably did like Longest Yard and uh, Universal Soldiers Two and stuff like that. So he was getting work. Um, but yeah, I'm, this is definitely not Pete Goldberg. Is he still in wrestling now? Uh, he, he was up, in, up until recently. Uh, he had a title not even that long ago, like two, three years ago. Um, but I think he re-retired. He went for like one last run, and he had a pretty good run at that. But now he just appears once in a while, but nothing crazy. So according to IMDb, this movie only hit theaters in the United Arab Emirates, which is Interesting. random. <laughs> and, it, right. and it grossed... Uh, Grand total six thousand nine hundred eighty-two dollars. <laughs> so Aww. I'm sure that's got to be wrong, but well, it's probably just because it was a straight to DVD release everywhere else, right? Oh yeah, they don't, probably. They don't have the yeah. numbers, right? I mean, it makes sense. They they have like a really big wrestling fan base over there, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that's actually where he wrestles. He does the uh, they call really? them crown jewel shows. 
So mm. yeah, it's uh, apparently that the sheiks just ask like, "I want this wrestler," and they're like, "Well, he's old, and well, I want him anyway." So all these old wrestlers <laughs> keep coming back for that show. I'm not sure if uh, Goldberg's still married to her, but he met his wife on set, Wanda. Oh, that, that's right. No, it's yeah, still, still thing. Yeah, very nice. So hey, you know what? That's awesome. Yeah, right. I see saw, if there's anything else like that's. I saw an interview about that where he met her on uh, on this movie. Body count forty one on IMDb oh, according to IMDb. Where? <laughs> 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 I mean, he kills the three, three, he kills a lot in the strip club. Like, okay. The strip club, yeah, the strip club has yeah. a huge. There's a big massacre uh, there. There's like at least fifteen people in the strip club scene alone, and then the yeah. beginning, there's like another five or six, and isn't that two, two, three cops? Did they, did they count the dog? Because he fucking punched no, the right. dog they did. in the beginning. <laughs> that was the they did count it. They counted him as the first victim according to this trivia. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, um, that's more than a lot of the classics. If you think it has Jason Freddy or Michael ever <laughs> had that high of a count in one movie? Forty-one in one movie? No, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't probably, think so. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're always like in the 15s right Mm -hmm. yeah but ultimately black the movie like um it's silly and all that stuff but ultimately i think it needs more blood like we really Mm, didn't have like a standout kill um i think the i forget what it's i don't know what it's called but the jewish candle holder thing to the throat that's probably a little bit of the most blood we've got yeah Yeah. it's a good it's a good point you never was pretty good too i thought yeah it's good yeah, Her, hers is great with the fire, but it is a good point. You never really see too much blood in this movie, like Mm-mm. whatsoever. Like for such for a, it. yeah, for such a high body count and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very tame. Even though like the kills are gruesome, you don't see a lot of blood or even like yeah. bone breaks or anything, which mm-hmm. really would have added to the level. But like I said, I think the budget was pretty thin there. on they this probably one. Paid yeah. a lot of it just for James Con. <laughs> <laughs> But you're also probably trying to get the wrestling audience, which are skew younger. So mm-hmm. if you want your movie to be more successful, I th- I don't think they're aiming dick for like jokes a hard R. Got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and strip clubs. Yeah, so. there's a lot of boobies in this, so there's I don't a, think the younger audience. Is <laughs> uh, I I compare this one with um, Uncle Sam too. It's like very yeah. similar. Yeah. Uncle Sam's got the better kills by far, but it's got like Definitely. the very same vibe. Yeah, I would watch this over Uncle Sam though. I'd reverse I it. I would reverse it, I think. You'd rather watch Nickel Sam? Yeah, for the kills. Okay. Yeah, Even though, this... I mean, they're nothing like Ride Home about or anything, but... No. This one's 13, 13 plus, so I think that's what they were aiming for, is the teen oh, okay. audience. Wow. Well, definitely not PG, the, though, because there's like six pairs boobies. of boobies. Yeah. <laughs> well, the 13-year-olds do love their boobies, so I they guess... Do. They, <laughs> they do. Yeah, boobies, dick jokes, and uh, yeah, hilarious kills. That is you true, know, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, Dang. this is a yeah. This is this is a great film uh, movie to watch with like a group too, like in a group setting with a bunch of friends. Like mm-hmm. midnight midnight movie, perfect like midnight movie style. So yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they don't play it like around this time, like in theaters. I haven't really ever seen it like released. Like they, you know, you always see like um, Krampus and Silent Night, Deadly Night, Black and Black Christmas stuff like that. But you never really see this one getting uh, any any sort of love. That's why I was promoting it to like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, if, you, and if you look at like our discord, you know, everyone that saw it loved it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those movies that I think is underrated and it might be because it was a straight to DVD release and it's mm-hmm. not on Tubi in the U S for whatever weird reason. I'm not sure what, what that's about, but if it was, I think it'd be a movie that people would check out more availability. Mm-hmm. I think it's as big as issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen on TV or anything. Yeah, it's just like one of those that should be. Yeah. 
I, I really wish we could get this. So this is the director's only movie we we found out. And I, I would love to get the director on our podcast, too. I actually did message him on Twitter. So we'll see if I ever get a response. I doubt it, but because he hasn't like updated his Twitter in like uh, three or four months. But maybe I would love to get some answers about this movie. There's I think a lot of fun stuff that we could discuss with him. So maybe maybe one day, maybe, you know, I don't even care if he messaged me in like four months. And we do it like in the middle of the summer. I'll, I'll, I'll get that. Yeah, right. Just because, like, I just want to know, like, the whole backstory of this movie. And I, I, I got to find out how they got James Caan involved in this. And, I, you know, I want to know if they had a, an idea for a sequel and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a really cool interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one and done, too. He only did this one movie yeah. and never saw and didn't. Ever, interesting. You know, you don't see that too often with yeah. with uh, filmmakers, you know. So, you know, maybe he maybe he just wasn't a director and they just kind of like it seemed like he was just kind of like there and they were just like, hey, you want to direct this? And he's like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like go Goldberg, steer the ship pretty much. That's what this movie pretty much was. So, <laughs> All right. Rate it. Sure. Yeah. I'll start us off. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's a fun movie. Is it anything fantastic? No, it's a good time, you know, watch around Christmas time. Will I watch it every single Christmas? You know, probably not, but you know, maybe once every few Christmases, I would throw it on to have a good time. And like I said, I mean, it's a great one to watch, you know, with friends. Like if, you know, you're having a Christmas party, it'd be a great background movie to throw on or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so fun time, you know, ha- definitely has its issues, though. You know, I-, I just wish there was a little more to the story and the ending. But every time Goldberg's on screen, it's awesome. So I'm going to give it a six. 100% with you. Six out of ten, three out of five. Is it a technically a, a great movie? No, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's Goldberg's awesome. It's got, man, now that you mentioned it, Steve, it's got everything a young man or, or girl would love to see. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, that's a shame that it's not more wider available. It's like ripe for like something. Yeah. I, I even have like a, a print of it on my wall. because <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, Santa sleigh merch out there. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it. You know, it's surprising like the amount of star power that you look at, not just in the first scene, but Goldberg, I mean, Douglas Smith was on I know, big love for like ever. And Emily DeRavin was on lost for a long, for all the whole run of the series. Uh, so it's crazy that they found these people before they got really famous. And now you look at it, it's like, wow, this is a lot of star power for this little movie. Uh, and I just, like Joe said, I don't watch it every year, but it's one I like to watch every like three years. And I enjoyed the hell of it. So I'm going to get a little bit of a higher score. I give it a seven out of 10. Now I, I'm not like comparing it to other big movies that are, you know, these big classics or anything. It's one that you have to go into knowing what you what you want. It's just a fun movie i think it's one i'd like to like, have drinks with friends and watch over christmas time so highly recommend it yeah i think now if i ever had a chance to like see goldberg at a con i'd probably have him sign like a santa sleep oh print. yeah that was <laughs> yeah. my question if you guys would get eight by ten i would I, I have my eight by ten i just need to get goldberg somewhere <laughs> that, that would definitely be an awesome autograph to uh, yeah can you put uh can you put that ho 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 get out the way <laughs> yes definitely glad we finally did it mm-hmm. yeah definitely I'm, I'm glad yeah i'm glad i finally watched it my buddy i was talking with my buddy and he's like i can't believe you haven't seen this yet i'm like no i was like so tick it off the box <laughs> yeah that was a big thing in our discord when they found out that you guys haven't seen it. they're like really they haven't seen this that's crazy <laughs> it's like surprising yeah well, well i'm glad to be yeah. even more surprised when i haven't ever seen silent night deadly night 2 except 
for that one famous YouTube clip of Garbage Day. <laughs> Garbage Day. She's the cop or whoever it is. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. I have the fucking special edition Blu-ray. It's like still shrink-wrapped and everything. Nah. They even made his figure, like uh, NECA. I have that a, too. Do you have, you have the part two figure? <laughs> I watched the whole fucking movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because next week we are going to be reviewing it. Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two, as we continue our month of Christmas in horror. Don't forget, follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, the best way is our Discord. Just send us a private message and we will get you that link to our very special Discord. Great community over there. You can also send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. We also got merch if you want to a fellow fan maybe some uh horror squad christmas gifts hanukkah gifts or something like that you can do that uh t public the horror squad podcast and that is it so we will see you guys next week for silent night deadly night part two <laughs> bye bye see ya Can we open our motherfucking presents now? Of course. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you. Fuck.